I've come to this place where I realize like, I don't need to spend money to be happy. All I need is time. I feel like time is such a more precious commodity. And especially being an emergency room nurse, I feel like I really understand how precious time in life can be. Welcome to the neighborhood. My name is Michael Lacey, husband, father, and host of the Wealthy Neighbor Show, where every week we bring you an amazing interview or message to inspire you as you build wealth for your family. Thanks for stopping by the neighborhood. Now let's jump right in with today's message. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy Neighbor Show. I am your host, Michael Lacey. And today we have with us Miss Lauren stopping by to share her family's journey out of debt. Lauren is an emergency room nurse, a wife, a mom of two, and a personal finance lifestyle blogger at casamochi.com. She has been seen in Forbes, Yahoo Finance, Reader's Digest, The Daily Mail, Wall Street Journal, NBC News, and most recently on a TV segment of Good Morning America. Lauren, I'm absolutely (laughs) ecstatic to have you here with me today after reading that just incredible (laughs) list of publications. Uh, But I want to start all the way back at the beginning for this interview. And I want to just ask, I mean, how did you and your husband meet? Okay. So our story, it's kind of a cheesy story. So we met one day in the ER. Actually, leading up to that, it took us a few different times of seeing each other to meet. I'll never forget the day. I was new to my job. I was working as a CNA in the emergency department. And I see this really tall, handsome man, tall, dark, and handsome. And I was like, oh my, (laughs) who is he? (laughs) I didn't say anything. You know, I just thought, I, I didn't really think much of it. So turns out, you know, I had seen him a few more times. Someone finally introduced us. And I, you know, we started going out after that and talking and it's, it's rather cheesy. You know, the fireman nurse combo, we meet in the emergency department, but I'm so thankful actually that someone finally introduced us to each other. Yeah. So, so you guys eventually start dating. You have this, you know, you've kind of met a couple times, you start dating and after a period of dating, you guys decide to get married. And so, How are you guys managing money as individuals prior to that time of you guys becoming one? That is an excellent question. I would tell you that I had absolutely no system for my finances. I didn't, I hardly had any cash in my checking account. It would, my paychecks would drop. I would spend a lot. I would charge a lot. And so leading up to us getting married, I actually had a few thousand of, you know, dollars of debt in credit card on my credit card. And I remember Kyle saying, you know, before you before we get married, I would like you to pay that off. And I before I know that sounds kind of maybe off-putting if you don't know a little more. So, I during that time when we were engaged, I transitioned to becoming a nurse. So, my income increased during this time that we were engaged. Therefore, I was able to put quite a bit of money to pay off my debt, but also to help cash flow our wedding. On his end, the way that he was running his finances, he was pretty organized in the sense that he had a system where he just divided up his money. He just saved a bunch, but had no plan for it. But he didn't really have debt like I did. I think he wasn't as much of a spender. He's never been much of a spender compared with me. I like to spend. It's just, it's kind of in my nature. Um, 
I've obviously learned how to tame that, but from the get go, we were always different with our finances. So, and then, so going back to that conversation where he asked you to pay off your debt before you got married, how did you feel? I mean, that must've been a big shock for you. I mean, what was going through your mind when he asked that? You know, it was actually, I was taken off guard, but at the same time, I actually felt such a sense of relief because I had carried that debt with me for at least five years. I had debt from the time that I got a job, actually more than that. I started working when I was 16 years old. So for the time I was 16 to when we got married at 23, I always had some kind of debt. So when he said, you know, before we start saving for this wedding, I think you should go ahead and pay off that debt. It was, it was like this huge burden lifted off of me because I no longer had to carry around that debt for so long. I had it forever. So it actually felt good. And, and to counter that too, because he was the more responsible one, he had already started saving cash for our wedding, which was really wonderful. So when I was done, I just added to that. Right. And so, okay, you mentioned that you had a little bit of credit card debt. I mean, talk to me about just some of the other ways you found yourself in debt, if there was more outside of the credit cards. Well, so basically, I mean, I, I think at the time I had about 3000 ish dollars of debt at that time in credit cards. And that was essentially it. I just had no plan for my finances. I, I mean, it. Uh, if when I, I was in school and I had to buy all my books, nursing school books are quite expensive. I paid for my own junior college. That was, you know, it's quite a bit of money when you're working as a waitress. And I did that for years before I started working in the hospital. So I just didn't have the foundations that I wish I would have. Right. Had. Right. So, so then you guys get married and you combine finances, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you talk yes. to us a little bit about that process? Like, what was that like coming from, again, because you guys are totally different. He's, you know, you're a spender. He's more organized. What was that process of combining finances like? The interesting part about this question is that we actually didn't combine finances until we decided to start paying off our debt. So for the first, I would say, two years after we got married, we still kept things separate. And I would be in charge of paying certain things. I couldn't even, I don't remember what they were at the time. And he would be in charge of paying certain things. So, and we thought that this was, this was a fine way at the time, you know, and I thought it was really fine because I got to spend what I wanted. (laughs) I got to buy what I wanted um, and not worry about anything. As long as I was covering what I needed to cover, we were good. So uh, that, that changed, obviously it had to change once we decided to pay off our debt. Okay. So then... So you have more debt once you get married, right? So how much debt did you guys find yourself in before you went on this debt-free journey together? Okay, so the total amount of debt was $233,329.01. I always say that penny counts because <laughs> we had to pay it off. Um, and that consisted of about, about $2,000 of credit cards, uh, about $7,000 of my, see, after we got married, we decided it was a good idea to buy, to finance two brand new cars, one for him and one for me. So I, we had to pay off that, the car balance of my car and of his car, and then our mortgage um, at the time as well. So it was quite a bit of debt. Right, right. And so <laughs> whose idea was it to finally start addressing that debt? And where did that idea even come from? Because I'm sure you guys are living kind of comfortably. I mean, it sounds pretty normal. A couple, you know, a little bit in credit cards, some cars, a mortgage. I mean, that just sounds mm-hmm. like a normal life. So where did this idea to become debt-free come from? 
The idea came from Kyle, and I can still remember the day when he came home from work. He had been talking with one of our good friends about how he was radically paying off debt and the crazy things that he was doing to get it done. And it was really, it resonated with Kyle because he didn't feel like we had a solid plan or a game plan for our finances. So he brought the idea to me when he came home and he said, how would you think about one, going on a budget and two, paying off our debt? And I was flabbergasted. I was shocked. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, where is this coming from? And the thing about it was, is that as much as I was almost offended, actually, I have to say, because I was doing what I wanted to do without repercussion, any repercussion. And when, when he mentioned the word budgeting, I had this, um, it's almost like a negative connotation of the word. I thought, poor, you know, budgeting is boring. It's dismal. You have a boring life. So then all these things were going on in my head and I was not ready to make that decision at that moment in time. And I, I knew not for a few weeks. So what he did was he just presented me with the questions. He gave me, um, kind of some things that I could start thinking about. Lauren, what would our life be like in five years or 10 years without this debt? What is our life going to look like when we have kids? Are you going to work? Are you not going to work? So he just left me with all these questions. He wasn't mean. He wasn't bullying me. So I was able to leave that conversation and sit with that for a few weeks. And when I finally thought about it, I had to come on back to him on my own terms. And I decided, you know, he's right. Um, and I'm glad that he gave me that time and he gave me that space to make my own decision and not force me into something. I think that made all the difference because had he not had my buy-in, we wouldn't have been able to do such a huge thing. So what was it about those questions specifically that got you thinking differently and being willing to kind of embrace this as a journey that you guys could take together? The funny thing is, is that these questions he had asked, I never really thought about before. I never thought about how, what a big role our finances would play in our future. I thought, you know, we were so-called dinkers, double income, no children, living the life, right? Just going to the beach, not working extra, spending our money how we wanted. But then I, I'm like, wait a second, our life is not always going to be like this. I did want kids. He wanted kids. So what it was, it was just the future thinking. Like, what can we do now that would make a huge impact later on so that we can have a comfortable life with children? So... I think that it was just that forward thinking that I didn't have. Right. I never even thought about it really. Right. Okay. And then, so you, you come around, you get on the same page and you guys kind of, you know, start working towards this together. What were some of those initial steps that you guys had to take in order to start addressing this debt? So some of the first steps that we had to make was, um, one of the first things we did was we established our budget. It was sloppy. It was messy. We had no idea what we were doing, but we had to start. We knew that was just step one. So we just created one. And over the next six months, we refined that budget. The other thing that we did fairly quickly is we combined, we merged our finances. So, and I just want to say that had I not been totally on board, I would have been completely against this because what, what merging the finances did was it allowed so much clarity for both of us to see, you know, we just, we put all of our money in essentially for their checking and savings accounts into four different accounts. So it was just easier to manage that way. Obviously, we left our retirements alone, but 
I think those two steps were huge game changers because we were unifying. We were coming together as a team. And that was so important. And I, I do want to say, though, that while we were refining the budget, it was hard. And those six months were really tough because it's almost like learning how to speak another language. Like you're you're trying to change into this person that is responsible with their money from a person that had no idea what to do with the money. So I think especially for me, it was really, really challenging. Okay. So you guys are sitting here and you're staring at over $233,000 worth of debt. <laughs> and you're embarking on this journey together. Um, you've got mm-hmm. the budget, you've got the plan and everything's going. Did you guys encounter any roadblocks on that journey to debt freedom? We did quite quite a bit, I would say. Um, I'll start with one of the biggest ones, which was a huge tax bill. Uh, <laughs> so you can imagine double income, no kids. I we did have a house, you know, right off because we were paying off our mortgage at the time, and we did. I want to say the whole time we tied ten percent of our income um, from the time we got married, actually, until now we still do. So that that also helped considerably, but still. We were working so much that uh, one month we had a huge bill that totally wiped us out of anything extra that we could put towards our debt. So that was one thing. But the other is another obvious um, reason is that we actually had such limited time together because we were all in for working as much as we could. We were picking up shifts. We were going in early. We were staying late. We were doing whatever we could to hit our, achieve our goal. So that was really straining. I would say that was a big roadblock the entire time. And we kind of had to recalibrate and recenter every time we got together because it can be really challenging and disheartening until you're reminded again and you're together, why are we doing this? You know, so I'm not going to lie. Like I shed so many tears along the way because it was hard for me. I was tired, you know? Um, But I would say the lack of time together, um, the learning how to say no to each other and to others, those were those were some roadblocks. But we decided from the get go that we were going to be in it no matter what, that we were going to hold each other accountable to achieve this goal. And I think that made all the difference. Yeah. You know, I can relate to that. I mean, when we were paying off our debt, I I lost my job and. And as a result of that, I was picking up all these different side hustles and doing up, you know, doing all these different things. And it mm-hmm. did cut into our time together as a couple. So how did you guys handle that? I mean, how do you stay connected when you're in that space? So I'm I made it a priority because I'm in charge of our social calendar <clears throat> to schedule specific at least one day a week where we had nothing going on. Uh, like I said, we were working between 50 to 100 plus hour work weeks each. So I would put it on our calendar and our calendar sync. So even now to this day, he knows what's going on. I know what's going on because uh, we color coordinate our calendars. So we would spend that day a lot of times just at the beach, just being together, reading together, um, just hanging out and being intentional without that time. It was really important that we weren't on screens, that we weren't on our phones, but just talking to one another, connecting, um, checking in. Because I feel like if you're not intentional, it's really easy to get wrapped up in this huge goal and kind of forget about each other. I could see how that would be really easy to do, to be quite honest. But at the same time, I needed Kyle. I would say that if it weren't for him, I would not have 
stuck around and achieved this goal. There's no way. Like I had so many moments where I would just start crying and be like, Kyle, like, are we ever going to do this? Because, you know, I'm, I'm tired of working 16 hour, you know, days, multiple days a week, but he was my teammate. He had my back. So I think that having that time keeps you connected and keeps you trusting each other and holding each other accountable. So, I mean, talk about that a little bit. What were some of the things that he would tell you on those, you know, tough days for you that would encourage you? There, and there were quite a lot of those. Um, it was, I was never the other way around. He would basically say, Lauren, like, you know, look at how far we've come. He made this huge debt tracker where every time we paid off a certain amount of debt, we would take off a little piece. So he would say, look, look at how far we've come already. And he's like, I know this feels hard and I know it's tough, but just imagine this life that we're going to be able to enjoy once this is all over. And, and I, I mean, that was enough really every time just to remind me like, okay, I don't have these children now, but when I do, I'll really be able to spend time with them. And be able to contribute to their lives and pour into them because I won't have to be working extra and paying off all this debt. So, you know, he was really good about reminding me of family and the things that matter. Okay. So you guys start with over $233,000 worth of debt, right? How long did that take you to pay off? So it took us 33 months. And I know that seems like, yeah, it's a short amount of time, but we were um, I would say if you were to describe the pace and intensity of which we were doing it, it was a high sprint. Like we were doing everything we could. We sold stuff. We had garage sales. Like and we lived at the time in an 1100 square foot home. You know, our, our bills weren't much, but also a big thing was that I had to change my spending habits and my heart actually. And I, and I think that that was one of the biggest things that helped us to get that done because I was buying things that I didn't even need or use. Like what was happening? And so now I've come to this place where I realize like I don't need to spend money to be happy. All I need is time. I feel like time is such a more precious commodity. And especially being an emergency room nurse, I feel like I really understand how precious time in life can be. So then, okay, so you guys pay off this debt in 33 months, which is incredible. But at the same time, it's also a very long time to stay motivated, right? Like, because mm-hmm. um, on one hand, you kind of look at it and you go, wow, that's fast. But I mean, that's almost three years of just discipline and sacrifice and just being consistent yes. and, you know, all those things that come with the journey. So once you were done with that, did you guys do anything to celebrate? You know, what's funny is that we had always talked about, oh, we're going to have this big debt-free party. We're going to do this and that. We never did that. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to say what we did do was we did call up Dave Ramsey and we did a debt-free scream. And for us, that was really big because at the beginning of this all, we read his book. And for me, who knew nothing about finances, it was very easy for me to read and understand the basic principles of what we were doing and what we needed to do. So we called into him and it was so exciting. We had family listen and that was our own celebration really. And actually, um, you know, at the time when we were done, I was, I think five months pregnant. So I would say like our son was probably the gate, the greatest gift out of all of this because he came a few months later and it was just the best reminder that we did the right thing. Right. That's incredible. So once you guys had freed up all that cash flow, right, from paying off your debt in such a short mm-hmm. amount of time, what was the next step in your wealth building journey? 
So interestingly enough, we had about a year where, you know, our son was born and we had no mortgage and we had actually no real forethought besides saving for retirement. You know, we were doing that saving automatically, putting that aside. But the thing was about a year after he was born, out of nowhere, we just kind of got this idea to buy a bigger house, buy our dream home. So that's what we did. So we bought a fixer upper dream home. And what we did was because we sold our condo that we had paid off, we had made some money off of that sale. So we put half of the money, um, half of the total amount of the mortgage as a down payment for our dream home. And so that made it actually affordable (laughs) to live here and to still maintain this life where we don't have to work extra and we don't, you know, have to go into debt to live our life. So I would say that that was such a big, big deal for us because um, now we are here in this home and our next step is to pay off this mortgage. Mm, Okay. Do do you have a timeline for that? Our goal is within 10 years. And I do want to say, because, you know, I've obviously lived the high intensity sprint of paying off debt. Now it's different. I don't want to do that again. You know, like I know that that paid off and that was really great. But I'm a big proponent of like everyone's debt free journey should look, you know, should be what's best sustainable for your particular family. And for us right now, it's at a mellow, you know, like Oprah walk or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a fast, high intensity sprint. It's just going to be to a point where we can still enjoy our time with each other and not have to work extra. We're just going to be smart about our money moves. When we have extra at the end of the month, we put more into our to our mortgage. But I do have to say, though, because this is our current goal, every single month, it's a line item as part of our budget. We automatically put money towards our mortgage. And then at the end of budget meeting, if there's extra, we throw that also at the mortgage. You know, that's very similar to us. I mean, we paid off 61000 in 16 months, and that felt like a blur. And so when we got our house, we made sure that we got something that we could afford and that we could afford to pay extra on. And our goal is to pay it off right around, you know, eight or nine years ourselves. And I enjoyed this pace. (laughs) (laughs) It's very different, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, you have a daughter. Yeah, I do. She'll be two. uh, She'll be two in April. So, yeah. So. Oh my gosh. And so that, again, that's another thing is like, I want to spend as much time with her. I want to make memories with her um, and all those things. So we, you know, kind of relaxed on our budget a little bit. And so we can create Mm -hmm. more family memories. So I, I totally get that. Um, But I do want to ask, I mean, how has going on this debt-free journey impacted your marriage? Well, that, that's probably one of the biggest byproducts of this whole journey is that I look at my husband now and I truly feel like he is my teammate. You know, going into our marriage two years um, and just starting off that journey, we went through a lot together. I mean, those were, besides like after just having children, those are probably the hardest times in our marriage because we were, we were tired, we were drained, but we were also working together to achieve this huge goal. And now I just feel like it's almost like, you know, when you first get married, you you have this one basic layer. But and then as the years go on, you just add all these different layers of depth to your marriage. Well, now I feel like we have been in the trenches together. And I feel that he just he really understands me. And I feel aligned with our goals together. 
I don't know. It's just, it's completely transformed our marriage. I, I think it's one of those things too, where when you've been through it, especially with a spouse, you understand the impact it can have, not just on you, but now on your kids too, because they're looking at you. They're looking at the way that you are modeling your marriage and your uh, finances. And to be honest, we don't really have merit. We don't have finance arguments because we come together as a team. And I think establishing that from the get-go by paying off this debt has been really huge, especially for me, because now I don't work a whole lot, but he still makes me feel like an equal teammate. That's that's awesome. That's incredible. Um, I I love that answer. So since you guys have become debt-free, I know you're, you got your dream home, right? I mean, are there mm-hmm. any other cool things that you guys have been able to do as a result of being debt-free and having freed up your cash flow and getting your time back and all those things? Definitely. There, there's a couple of things. One, because we became debt-free, we were actually able to move my husband from his former job where he was at for 15 years, he was a fireman somewhere, to this current job that he's at, which has always been his dream department. I remember he would, you know, at the beginning of our marriage, he would say, gosh, wouldn't it be awesome if I could work right here close to our home? And he would always say that, and we were able to make it happen. But I want to say, you know, people will think, well, firemen, you know, they make they make a good living. But here's the thing. He had to start over at this department. He was 40 years old. There was no guarantee that after probation, he was going to have a job. And at the time, he was the primary breadwinner because we had already had our two children. But we were able to take the pay cut because during probation, your pay is significantly less. We were able to take the pay cut and we were able to basically support him through that time. I like with no repercussions. It was, it was great. I mean, we, didn't have to worry about money during that time. We had all of our ducks in a row ready. So it was such a wonderful thing to be able to make my husband's dream job happen. So going forward, I mean, are there any goals that you guys have today that you're looking forward to reaching as a family? I mean, beyond the paying off the mortgage, I also, I have dreams of retiring both of us early. Um, That's also a dream. But, But even before that, I love the idea that we can use our time now, like every day with the kids to go on vacations, to take trips, like to not worry about, um, just to not worry about money so much, but to be able to enjoy this time. And so my current goal actually as of recently has been just to be more present in, in the moment because I know that, you know, our kids are only so little for such a short amount of time. So planning the vacations. And making sure that we get family together has been really, really important for us. Right. Okay. So one of my final questions, I want to pose kind of a hypothetical scenario to you and and get your opinion Mm -hmm. on it. So let's say somebody's listening out there and they are wanting to get their finances in order, but they have a spouse that's been the spender or, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like you were, and they don't know how to approach that conversation. They don't, or, or maybe okay. the spouse doesn't want to or doesn't like to talk about money. What kind mm-hmm. of advice would you give that person to start moving their marriage towards a more aligned approach when it comes to their finances? That's, that's a great question. The first thing I would want that person to know and to understand is that we cannot change people. So I think when you know that inside, um, I think that makes going into this conversation so much easier and especially with your expectations of how you you think it'll go so one just knowing that we can't change people but two i feel like 
asking the questions that will really get them to think about the future and to think about what it is that they're doing with their money now. You know, so um, where what do you expect to happen in 10 years? How old do you want to be when you want to retire? I think asking those questions where they are they are forced to face themselves and kind of where they are with money and their relationship, I think that's really important. Um, I also think, though, that your everyday interactions just need to be kind. They need to be respectful. They need to be loving. Um, and just try to take out like any condescending. Um, you know, you can't have a conversation like this, a really big conversation when you're talking down to a partner or when you're bullying a partner. That's unacceptable. You have to go to them with, with kindness, with warmth that you're, you know, reassuring them that you're their teammate. But I think it's fair to have these conversations, even if you know that that person doesn't want to, because that's what marriage is about. Marriage is about, you know, coming together and making decisions that are best for your whole family as a unit. So I, I think that keeping at it and checking in every now and then, but just understanding that the change has to come from inside of them. Otherwise, it's not going to be a good journey at all. And then once they do get on board, and I, you know, and I would definitely pray for that is, I would say, decide what kind of a debt free journey you want. Is it going to be really intense? Is it going to be in the middle of the road? Or is it just going to be kind of mellow? But I think that that matters, because starting off too strong, for some people can lead to burnout and then giving up. So Lauren, I mean, that's an incredible answer. You've been really incredible throughout this interview. And so thank you for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Um, it's been it's been an absolute thank joy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do want to give you the opportunity, though, to share and where the best place uh, is for people who are wanting to connect with you and learn more about you and anything that you have to offer. Great. Yeah, I have um, two suggestions or recommendations. You can find me at my website, which is www.casamochi.com. And actually, if you're interested, I, I have, um, if people are interested, I have a free finance mini boot camp that they can sign up for, where they hear from me from a few days and just kind of get on the path to paying off their debt. The other thing or the other place they can connect with me is on Instagram. I'm just the handle is at Casa Mochi, uh, you spell M O C H I. <laughs> and there I try to regularly kind of check in just with life and, you know, what we're up to. But more importantly, you know, inspiration for others on tips that they can take away or things they can do to help better their spending habits and their saving habits. Well, Lauren, I really do appreciate you stopping by and sharing your story for the neighbors out there. I'm going to make sure we link to your social media profiles as well as your website on the show notes page, which you neighbors can find at winningtowealth.com slash episode 23. That is winningtowealth.com slash episode 23. Also, for you neighbors, if you want to talk a little bit more about this episode or you have questions about how you can start to take control over your finances, head over to the neighborhood. The Neighborhood is our private online group where we talk all things money, and you can find that at winningtowealth.com slash neighbors. But I want to say thanks again to Lauren for coming on and sharing with us today. And I also want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Wealthy Neighbor Show. We'll talk soon.